Good evening and welcome to the Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Curry. A weekly inside look at Golden Bears football along with high school football score updates from around the metro area. Now let's join your host for the Coaches Show, Wally Langfellow. And welcome to the Coaches Show with Shannon Courier, head coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. I'm Wally Langfellow. Well, Coach, uh, I know that the season did not end how you wanted. Uh, a loss at Winona State, in, <laughs> and not just a loss, but a heartbreaker. You guys lose a game in the final minute of play, 5-6 and six on the season. First, before we get too far into uh, talking about uh, the season as a whole, let's review uh, Saturday's loss at Winona. Uh, you had the late lead. Uh, tell us exactly what happened in that uh, the final minutes of that game. Well, early on in that game, we we played good defense throughout the day. We didn't get the ball in the end zone until right before half. You know, we had I want to say uh, three turnovers or four turnovers in the first half, interceptions, and then uh, we had also created a couple of our own. But we scored late in the half to make it a fourteen-seven game, and and we created momentum going in the halftime. And you know, the players have really demonstrate a lot of confidence. I mean, the last two games, there was just a different feeling within our team. Like more of a, we weren't hoping to win. They just believed we were going to win. And that was evident in their play. We came out of halftime. We started to run the football very well. We ended up having 200 yards of rushing to their 60. So we essentially dominated the run game. Uh, we scored a field goal in the opening possession. Then we scored a touchdown to follow that. So all of a sudden, we had taken the lead now. Uh, 17-14, then in the fourth quarter, we kicked another. Jonas made a 56-yard field goal to give us the 2017 lead, which was sustained, you know, through the fourth quarter. Uh, we, we got the ball back with five minutes and 12 seconds left, um, you know, deep in our territory, and we, we had a nice methodical drive, you know, running the football, and all of a sudden we, we proceeded into the their 40. With two minutes and 12 seconds left, we were, we were forced with a third and two, uh, which we didn't convert on a run play, and then we decided to go for it on fourth down, uh, incomplete, or actually a sack. It was a play action, um, and the guy wasn't there, and we got sacked. And then they had about two minutes left, and they scored a 38 seconds, uh, a touchdown to take the lead, and we uh, finished off on fourth down interception. So 24-20 um, loss, and uh, I thought we played really hard, You know, played well uh, in many ways, but you know, a lot of the game again is like some of the other games. We have to cut down turnovers on offense. Um, we have to obviously score more points. Our goal is twenty-eight, so we just didn't do enough to win the game. Any regrets? On I, I'm sure you always look back and think I could have and we should have and we might have type of things. But uh, any regrets going forward on fourth down, or explain at least at, at, at least explain what went into the thinking on fourth down to go for it. Well, I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say that hindsight's always twenty twenty. I learned that you know long ago, and that's a real good quote, you know, because it's easy for us to always look back when something doesn't go well. But at the time, you know, we felt like we had a very good fourth down call. We had ran the concept earlier in the game successfully. We ran it from a different movement, different motion, different look. Um, it was a tight end delay, kind of off play action to our tight end, and uh, he just was caught up in the wash per se. And then we were, you know, one of our offense linemen uh, was beat in protection and led to the sack. So we were at the 40. So if we do punt into the end zone, we, they, we give it to him at the 25. So it's only a net um, gain so of 15 yards. Yeah, so that, that played into the decision. Yep. And, but but looking back, certainly I would call a different play now because that one didn't work. <laughs> um, or, you know, certainly punted it. We also attempted a fake uh, on fourth down earlier in the game that, you know, that didn't work. Um, so I would go back to redo that one. 
anytime you don't score enough points, you really look at all the different calls you had, and, and there's probably a lot of calls that you'd like to take back that just weren't as good as, as what you hoped for. But, you know, it's uh, all you can do is prepare the best you can. We, we go into the game with a specific, you know, script. All the decisions and plays that we run are – those decisions are made during the week when we have a lot of time to think about it and analyze different things. In the heat of the moment when you have a few seconds to make that decision, at that point you can't possibly consider all the different factors as you can during the course of the week. So, you know, that's why you feel confident, I think, in the end of the game, knowing that, hey, these are the things that we were going to do in these situations, and uh, we have a lot of work to do to get better, of course. But, um, you know, the players played hard, and it's just unfortunate we couldn't you know, convert a third and two or fourth and two because we'd have they had used their timeouts. We'd have, we'd have clinched the deal and came out of there with a win. Um, Max and Hutton, um, your quarterback uh, for the last few weeks, um, went down with an injury in the the middle of the game the week before, but uh, was able to come back and play. Uh, and he's coming back next year. You've got him back as a senior next year. Uh, tell us a little bit about Max's play this past Saturday. Maxson ran around very well. They get 130 yards rushing. He's a very athletic quarterback, and you know, again, I'm biased, but I feel his skill set is, is is comparable to the rest of the the best quarterbacks in the league, or maybe better. He's big, tall. Um, he's a great kid. Um, does well in school, and we try to educate these kids that you know the way they do their business in all realms of their life it all kind of relates. You know, he's he's a guy that's going to work hard. He's it's very important to him. Um, I had the chance to the opportunity to walk off the field with him. You know, it was a long walk back to the the locker room, and I know you know this program means a lot to him, and his performance means a lot to his teammates. And I and I know he'll he'll do everything possible to to keep progressing as a quarterback. But we're excited that he is coming back. And uh, you know, in this game, you need to have multiple guys at all positions just because of of injuries and those sort of things. But but we need Max and to uh, you know be the best quarterback in the league next year. I think that's certainly possible for him to do that. Okay. Um, let's talk about a couple of players we're going to have on here in our next segment. Um, first, Ethan Awney. He is a junior from St. Paul Highland Park. Uh, tell us a little bit about Ethan. Well, Ethan's maybe the first player I recruited when I came back. I was taking a recruiting test at 8 o'clock in the morning on a on a Monday You know, after I was hired, and, and I had to get it done in time to go meet with him at Highland Park High School. So, you know, he has a special uh, connection here just because he was a, a player that was being offered by a variety of schools in the league, and we had to make a late push because we didn't get going until near Christmas that particular year. Uh, so he's a great kid, though. Comes from a, from a local high school, um, has played tackle, guard, even was our backup center here the last couple weeks due to the injuries. But, um, you know, very team-oriented um, does well in school, you know, is, is a hard worker, and uh, we're just hopeful that, you know, he can stay healthy. He's been battling some different things, but I'd expect him to have a great summer, spring, um, and really make a lot of progress with his with his strength. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to get him at tackle. That's kind of his natural position, so he can, you know, a lot of times when you ask kids to play multiple positions, it's hard to get really good at one. But due to the injuries and the and the lack of depth that we had, you know, we we had to move our best players around to get him on the field. But, again, he's another player that we'd expect to have a great senior season next year. He was forced in action as a true freshman, so now, you know, it's already four years. It's crazy how time goes by. But, um, you know, it's it, it makes you feel old knowing that it seemed like yesterday that, you know, he was making decisions to come here and enter in the program. But but the time does fly by, and we, we uh, that's why it's important to take the time to appreciate you know these kids when you have them around because they they're out of here you know quickly. 
Yeah. And the other player um, that we're going to have today is Brett Sheehan. He is a redshirt freshman um, from Menominee, Wisconsin. Uh, tell us a little bit about Rhett. Rhett's part of the class we, our first major recruiting class we had, you know, when we had a full year recruit. He was one of many defensive backs that we brought in that year. You know, that class consisted of, you know, Des Bassett, the starting strong safety, Parker's Powers, another uh, player that plays free safety, um, Grant Erickson, another free safety, Marcus Haskins. Um, you know, so there's a good group of defensive backs that particular year. Um, and he's worked his way into the spot. He, uh, came through the summer. He didn't miss a workout. Um, was very committed. He's a real heady player. He knows what's going on. He's smart. And, uh, he, you know, you had, you had heard him talk and hear a little bit about, you know, he's not going to rest, the, you know, and, and just believe that the job is his due to the fact he played this year. He knows it's competitive and college football, the best players have to play. And, uh, Red will always give his best, you know, in, in preparation. And because of that, you know, he's going to be a valuable player here at Concordia for the next three years. All right, we'll hear from Rhett Sheehan and Ethan Awney coming up next here on the Coaches Show. And we'll also, uh, before we do that, though, a high school football scoreboard update. You are listening to the Coaches Show with Concordia St. Paul head coach Shannon Currier. Back after this timeout. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Make sure you download our new CSP Bears Game Day app in the App Store or Google Play Store. The free app helps you follow our football team and any of our other teams on campus. Simply search for CSP Bears, download the app, and select your favorite Golden Bears team to get notifications tailored to your settings. The app also allows you to get live stats and easy access to watch and listen to our games live right in the app. Search CSP Bears in the App Store today. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. We're listening to The Coach's Show with Golden Bears head football coach, Shannon Courier. And welcome back to The Coach's Show. Wally Longfellow and head coach Shannon Courier here at the Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. And we are joined now by Ethan Awney as well as Rhett Sheehan. And uh, guys, let's start out with you, Ethan. Uh, tough loss uh, finishing the season at Winona um, last Saturday. Uh, tell me a little bit about the game. Um. It was a well-played game, hard loss there at the end. We had a little uh, trouble moving the ball on a fourth and two, which is how it goes sometimes. Offensive line, um, if you had to gauge it from beginning of the season to where you finished, did you get where you wanted to be? I mean, do you, do you guys think that you, you did the type of things that you needed to do uh, to be a successful offensive line this year? Uh, I think we had a tough go of things with our two centers going down throughout the year, but I think we gelled well as a group, and I think we ended fifth in rushing total um, at 4.3 yards per carry. So I think we did pretty well throughout the year, getting meeting our goals. And what was some of the emphasis? What are what are the coaches talking about to you guys on that line? To you know what we need to do this in order to get to this point where we want to be. 
think it ended up being more about playing for the guys around you and putting in the work together as a team. I think a lot of the emphasis was on hard nose running up the middle. Um, you came over here from St. Paul Highland Park. This is your junior season, so you got one more year here at Concordia. Um, give me a sense of where you uh, hope that this program can be when you walk out the door this time next year. Hey, I'm a hopeful thinker. I think I wish we get a national championship next year. I really want us to start winning these games that come close. That's the big goal that I have for next year, where we have these Sioux Falls and Winona games that are within one touchdown. I believe coming out with a record above eight wins is my goal, hopefully. And, and what types of things will you be doing in the summer, in the off season, to, to make that happen? I'll be here working every day. <laughs> That's what Coach wants to hear. I can tell you that much. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Rhett for a minute. Um, Rhett, um, redshirt freshman year this year. Um, as you look back at your season this year, uh, what things uh, do you think you uh, made strides in and, and you made, you made your most improvements in? Uh, I think just knowing the defense overall, just kind of knowing what everyone's supposed to do, just kind of being the leader back there as the free safety is uh, pretty huge. You know, uh, you got to tell what the corners to do. You got to tell what the rover to do. Um, just being a commander out there is something I really strive to be uh, every game and just a leader out there on the field for everybody. Another redshirt freshman in that defensive backfield, Marcus Haskins. Uh, uh, every time I came to a game, he was picking off one, two passes a game. Uh, when you watch a guy like that, how, how does that change how you can play your game when you have somebody who, you, who has a nose for the ball like he does? Yeah, Marcus is a great player, um, and he comes to work every day. Um, just really humble guy, really good guy. But, yeah, I just know he's going to lock it down on the outside so I can kind of focus on you know other things, um, the run game up the middle or helping other guys out. So knowing I got guys like him and uh, Dion Wallish are just huge. When you uh, decided to come to Concordia St. Paul, what was the deciding factor? What 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 made you come from Menominee, Wisconsin, to St. Paul? Um, for me, it was just it was close. Um, the coaches really recruited me earlier uh, in the process. They would always come to my schools in the morning at five thirty in the morning, watch me lift, watch me play seven on seven, um, and then the coaches are just really good guys, really fun to be around, and just the proximity to home and the coaches really just sold it for me. Did um, and you mentioned the fact that. You know, being close, St. Paul, close to Menominee, it's what about an hour's drive or so for for you to get home. Is that a factor? I mean, did your family talk to you about that? Say, hey, we'd love to come watch you play. It, did that factor in? Yeah, um, a big thing for me is I knew my no matter where I went, my parents would always follow me because uh, they're a huge support system for me. But my sister being able to watch me and my niece and stuff like that was yeah, it was huge for me. What? And you're just a you know two years removed from it now. But what was? Uh, the biggest difference for you going from high school football in Wisconsin to uh, college football at the Division II level? Uh, definitely the speed and the size of everybody. Um, in high school, you're kind of the man. Uh, and you come here to Division II, everybody's the man from their high school. So they're, just, they're bigger, they're faster, and uh, the defense is more complex, so you really got to learn it. What types of things for you personally, what do you do in the off? What will you do in this off offseason um, to make sure you're ready for, uh, for fall next year? Um, for me, you know, it's just getting your body right. You know, you can always improve your body, your athleticism, your speed, your strength, stuff like that. So that's a big thing for me. And then just kind of learning, like, the, the overall defense, what the linebackers do, you know, how the D linemen fit their gaps and stuff like that. Because if you know that, then the game just slows down and becomes a lot easier. Is this a lot more than you thought as far as, you know, not just the on-the-field stuff, but as you just said, learning what some of the other guys are doing, looking at film, that type of thing. How much more is it? at this level now um it's a lot you know in high school we used to watch film but never into this kind of depth 
um, just what the quarterback does, how he looks when he's going to throw the ball here, you know, what the receivers look like here, what they're doing this, how the O-line block, how they get in their stance when they're running or pass blocking. Um, it's a lot of in-depth stu- in-depth stuff that you really got to pay attention to from week to week. And what does a typical week look like? I mean, do you get do you get stuff that you can look at on your laptop? You guys get together as a team? Is it a little of both or what? Yeah, um, so we get stuff sent to us Sunday night. Coach Stern does a great job of getting us the kind of what we're going to run for the week and stuff like that. And then uh, we're we're expected uh, Monday to come come to the film room knowing what we're supposed to do. And then he'll kind of go over it again in more detail and really make sure that he hammers it home for us. And then Tuesday, it's more film, just watching what they kind of do. And then it's, it's practice, and you're expected to know what you got to do. And um, if you mess up, he's going to let you know. Okay, so you grew up in Menominee, correct? Yes. Does that make you a Packer fan? <laughs> yes. Okay, that's it. Give the, <laughs> give the microphone back to Ethan. You're done. <laughs> Ethan, I assume you're a Vikings fan. Yes, sir. All right, we'll allow that then. Um, tell me about um, what you – when you're looking at film, what types of things are you looking at as an offensive lineman? Um, I'm watching the way that the defensive line sets themselves up and what the formation of the defense means for how they're going to play the ball. Yeah, and, and how much of that do you do? I mean, what, how much time do you spend looking at film and, and kind of analyzing um, you know, what the defense is going to do? Uh, on a typical week for me, I spend most of Monday watching film. I spend two or three hours Monday, and then throughout the week, five minutes here or there, just kind of touching up on what I'm figuring out. Other than the fact that you can throw a stone from where you grew up to here, uh, what were some of the factors that led you to uh, come play for Coach Courier here at, at Concordia? What I really like about Concordia is it gives you the opportunity to make it whatever you want it to be. Throughout college, everyone changes who they are, and the St. Paul City gives you the opportunity to really be who you are, whatever you want to do. Yeah, and, and you uh, um, headed into your, your senior year now. Um, what, uh, what's your field of study? Um, exercise science. And what do you hope to do with that? I'm looking to be a college coach somewhere. Hopefully I get an opportunity here, and then I can build that into what I want it to be. Okay, so now I know why Coach Courier's recruiting. He's, he's getting coaches lined up for the future as well. Um, well, guys, we appreciate you spending some time with us. Um, have a great off season, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you both next year. All right? Thank you. All right, that's Ethan and Rhett. Thank you. <laughs> All right, and we'll, uh, we'll be back with more with Coach Courier, and we'll review the rest of the state tournament scores here on Minnesota Score Radio after this timeout. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. Goldmare fans, did you know that this coaches show, along with our CSP Bears podcast, is available to subscribe in iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio? The CSP Bears podcast is a new way to get people behind the scenes in Concordia Athletics and is generally available on Thursday afternoons. And the coaches show will be available on the pod late Friday evening or early Saturday morning. Just search CSP Bears for our weekly podcast and coaches show. If you're ready to continue your story with an online degree, Concordia University St. Paul can help you get there. We have the flexible, affordable programs you need to take your next step. We're dedicated to creating successful professionals who can succeed in the workplace so you can be sure you'll graduate with the tools for ongoing career success. Your to-be-continued starts at Concordia. Learn more about our programs today at mycspstory.com. That's mycspstory.com. 
Now back to the Coaches Show with Wally Langfellow and Golden Bears head football coach Shannon Courier. And we continue along here on the Coaches Show. Wally Langfellow along with Shannon Courier, head coach of Concordia St. Paul Golden Bears. Um, let's first look at um, next year's schedule before we go any further here. Uh, you get kind of the reverse of what you had this year. Um, you get the extra home game, and you also get some different teams from the north uh, next year, correct? Correct. You know, the, the schedule does flip. You know, we played whatever teams we played on the road last year, this this past season. Now they come here. And then in the middle, there's the north and south to our conference. Um, so we play the other four teams that we didn't play this year. So we'll go um, on the road uh, to play – Minot, they came here a couple years ago. Morehead State comes here. Bemidji State comes here. And then uh, the last game is St. Cloud, which we also play on the road. So, you know, those four games are in the middle of our schedule, and that's due to the fact that they, the conference doesn't want to see, you know, South teams have to drive a lot of hours after potentially a night game in the early part of the year. There's a lot of evening games going on, and they'd rather have those night games with teams that are closer in proximity. So we're looking for... Um, you know, to get a great start to our season with the South schedule. And then after a few weeks of South, we get in the North play, crossover play, and then we end up with, with South teams again. So it's I enjoy the schedule. I like the fact that it's like that. And, um, you know, our goal and our focus is just on improving ourselves so we can, we can start the season with a better product on the field than we had here ending the season. Do you like or dislike the fact that you don't get any non-conference games? Or do you kind of look at the North games as your non-conference games? I like the fact that we have all 11 games already locked in for scheduling. Now, we had an NSIC conference call today, and there's some coaches that would rather go play some some different teams that may be ranked to, to solidify their playoff opportunities or rankings within the region. Um, so I see the benefits of that. So, you know, there's if you're playing teams that are um, playoff contenders, you're going to you know have a better shot of strengthening your schedule and, and also maybe you're looking – in a different position, maybe within a regional rank. But uh, for us and where we're at right now, we're, we're happy just having the 11 games because, you know, to find opponents that might fit your bye week is a challenge. Finding opponents that will be competitive. And, and, you know, in the past when we weren't in this conference, we had to really work hard to find outside competition. So I do like the fact that they're already right there for you with a lot of work. Um, so we'll see if there's any conference changes. There's, you know, there's maybe a team in our league that's, considered um you know leaving the conference and going to the different division you know there's those are some of the conversations i guess that will take place here over the the christmas time probably and then we can have a better you know um i guess a better idea where things stand going into our scheduling as it as it moves into the future speaking of the conference uh, a couple of teams are playoff bound obviously uh, how far do you see minnesota state mankato and umd going well, based on the last few years, I think they can be very competitive. You know, at this at this point, you know, all the teams are good. Of course, they have a lot of momentum. Um, you know, both you know Mankato State has a bye week, so that's that's really helpful to them. Uh, Duluth has last year's champion Texas uh, AM Commerce coming to Duluth, and you know, being it's a home game and they play great defense up there. Uh, Duluth's a tough place to play. It's going to be chilly for those Texan. You think? Uh, yeah. So that's that's going to be a home field advantage. You know, so I, we hope they do well, and we expect them to do well. Um, it, it just it helps our entire conference, and it shows that our conference is on par with some of the best uh, leagues in the in the country. Um, but 
but I'm hopefully do well. And we have Moorhead State who finished eight and three going to play in a mineral water bowl in Excelsior Springs, Missouri. And is, that's just like an outside bowl game that has, that's no reflection on the playoffs, correct? That's not in no. It's not part of the playoff system. It's it's the best team in our conference, you know, North or South Division that doesn't make the playoffs. That and there's some criteria. You know, there's different, you know, based on head-to-head competition or maybe uh, who hadn't gone, the team that hasn't gone the most recent. There's a lot of different factors there, but they. They were playing St. Cloud last week, essentially, for that. For that right, correct. correct. So it makes it more enjoyable. And and the conference is looking at other opportunities because there's a lot of good teams this year that aren't playing, you know, 12th game. So it's just a financial deal. How do you find the money to create a bowl game or, you know, but that's something that as coaches in this conference, we're looking at trying to expand the opportunities for players to play postseason. And, and, you know, we had a chance to go to Minnewaterable years ago, and it was a great time. Um, but if there's more of those opportunities, that'd be great. Yeah, I was going to say, is that something, as you look forward to 2019, those are realistic goals, aren't they? They really are. I mean, this year, you know, as, as a staff, we wanted to, we had the Mineral Water Bowl kind of in our minds. We talked about, we thought we could be a team that could contend for that opportunity. But, you know, the main focus is, uh, is improving the process daily, day in and day out and trying to get the team to be the best they can be uh, on, a, on each Saturday. But I think our team can be good enough to contend for you know postseason opportunities next year. There's no doubt about that. So what does this off season look like for you? Obviously, recruiting must have already started Saturday at midnight, huh? Well, recruiting started last spring. <laughs> yeah, so that's, well, that's, that's uh, true. That, that's continues on, yes. on nowadays. But I mean, is it yeah. more of a full time thing now? More of a full time uh, situation at this point. We have official visits. Our first one will be November 30th in conjunction with our football banquet. Um, and that'll be the first time we bring prospective student-athletes on campus for an official visit. And then we do that you know, for a couple different Saturdays in December prior to Christmas, and then potentially again in, in January when, we, when our students return back to campus, we may have another one or two of those again um, and trying to you know, just add more, more guys to our roster. And you know, this next class will be kids that will replace next year's seniors, and it's, it's just a cycle that we're, we're just trying to strengthen. You know, our our roster is real solid right now. We don't we don't lose a lot of seniors, and we hope to retain you know everybody as best we can. Uh, so the, the roster spots will be limited, which is great because you know that way we can uh, have the bar high in regards to what type of person we're bringing our program to. Any specific focus on that type of a particular type of player or a position that you're looking at? Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're really always focused on the offense and the defensive line because as those two get those two groups function at a high level, you know that's when you can be good in this league. If you can stop the run and run the football, you're you're more capable of winning football games. And we're we're trending upward there, of course. But you know we have next year some seniors in both groups, so we got to start you know having guys ready to step in for those those players. And then really we're just trying to get the very best player we can. You know, regardless of position, we want kids that can perform at a high level with this in this league and you know we like defensive players that stand out uh, we like offensive players that that also make plays um, but we need a kicker of course you know to back to to come back and uh, take care of what Jonas said he was a huge asset for our program um, and you know so that's another uh, piece of the puzzle but O and D Lyman trying to you know get a guy or two at each position just so we can keep having competition depth and be prepared when kids graduate. All right, final question for you uh, in 
30 seconds or less. Uh, uh, tell us how you'll look back at the 2018 season. Well, first off, I think we have to recognize we made a lot of improvements. We won five games, and that's the that total right there is as as many games as the program's had in the last three years. So we have to recognize the improvements we made. At the same time, you know, we're disappointed because we thought we could win more games than the five. Uh, I felt like we had chances to win eight. Uh, there was three games that we weren't very competitive in. You know, the Mankato game, the Duluth game. You know, Augustana wasn't as competitive as we like. But the other eight games, they were, you know, either we won or we had opportunities to win. You know, Sioux Falls College, we had a, you know, we had a nice lead um, at that point, you know, before the end of the game. And then we, we add to the lead with a field go um, to make it 24. It was 21, um, what was it, 21-20 we had the lead. And then we kicked a field goal with 30-some seconds left. We have a great kicker, yet they were able to get a return to the 40 and then three plays later scored with, you know, eight seconds from where it was on the clock. So that was a disappointment. And then the, the Northern State game really haunts me because we really outmanned them all day long. But the six turnovers just uh, kept us from winning that game. Um, it was homecoming, and it was just disappointing that we, we didn't play our best football that day. Um, we played with more energy in other games later in the year, which, which is great. But we need to have that energy week in and week out. And then, obviously, this last game is – it's tough to swallow because it's the most recent game, you know. But we played really well, and uh, we got after their quarterback well, and um, stopped the running game and ran the ball well. But we just did not get the ball in the end zone enough. So, you know, those three games are, you know, our uh, eyesores. And um, if we'd have got one of them, would have put us over over into a winning record. So, I'd say you know we're just frustrated that we didn't win more. Um, we're excited about the future because we return all the stars on defense. At the end of the year, the last game, we started two seniors, uh, our left tackle, Troy Taylor, and then our, our kicker, Jonah Shanelin. Other than that, you know, other seniors certainly played, but you know, we have a lot of youth in the program. We're excited about that, and we're certainly trending forward, and uh, we believe with different work that we do this offseason, we can, we can be a legitimate contender next year. All right. Well, we will look forward to that. Um, have a good offseason, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next fall. That sounds great. appreciate all the time you did or took to come over here and talk with our players, and uh, we're looking forward to great things next year. All right. He is Shannon Courier, head coach of the Golden Bears of Concordia St. Paul. You have been listening to The Coaches Show here on Minnesota Score Radio. I'm Wally Langfellow. Have a good night, everybody. You've been listening to The Coaches Show with Concordia University St. Paul head football coach Shannon Courier. Be sure to tune in each week throughout the season as we review and preview Golden Bears football right here on Minnesota Score Radio. We'll see you next time.